is happening now? We're about to send you back to the Rebuta! <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Back to the Review, the show in which we take a classic movie that one of us, or perhaps even both of us, might not have seen before, and we, we, take a look at it now. I'm Drew Bridger. I'm Amber Inch. <laughs> Why was that different? I don't know. <laughs> you got to shake it up sometimes. I felt like it needed a little bit of urgency oh, okay. with this one. Well, I, I don't know. I felt like it needed like urgency to deliver it, but at the same time, making people like feel on edge. Like, oh, what's this one going to be? I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to get, create an air of mystery uh, around the intro of this uh, one. Okay. Like, oh, what's different about this one? Spoiler alert, nothing. No. Nothing's different. <laughs> So if you've listened this far, great, you've fallen for it. Well done. <laughs> and thus the bait has been set in the trap and you are now in. You're in for the long haul. What do we think of that? All of our, your views can uh, be posted to us on our social media. <laughs> <laughs> so you join us back for another film that I'm actually quite surprised that we both haven't seen. We've been watching a stint of films that we both haven't you seen. Be surprised before. that I haven't seen. It. I haven't seen anything. No, but out of all of the films that, out of this stint of films we both haven't seen, I figured this one might be one that's a little bit more your kind of wheelhouse of things. Really? I don't know why. Well, I don't know why. why. Maybe it's just because Jennifer Aniston was in it, and I know why? that you're a big Friends <laughs> fan. <laughs> well, yeah, but I was eight when the film came out. Yeah, that's true, I suppose. That's true. But I don't know. I figured that you, this might have just been on your... I mean, I would have only have been 11. I've seen the most famous part of it. Yeah. Even I hadn't seen that bit, though, which yeah, was I've surprising. Seen that. So we're hopping into our Wayback Machine to the year 1999, when, quite frankly... Life was good. <laughs> was it? I think it was. Everyone was panicked about the year 2000 because of everything was going to break down and stop working and there was going to be the Y2K bug and planes were going to fall out of the sky. It was a yeah. terrible year. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. None of that actually happened. Right, but they didn't know that though, did they? No. That, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but it, it's a case of thinking... Is it really likely to happen? I, yeah, but I they don't, don't. That was back in a time when technology wasn't really understood by a lot of people. So they just thought, well, yeah, probably. I guess by today's standards, we're kind of being spoiled with smartphones. My phone doesn't even need to update when we go to daylight savings time. Like, that no. is the best thing about <laughs> technology now is that I don't need to set any of my clocks on anything because it does it automatically that's the greatest thing not about technology oven. for me sorry not the oven oven can suck it <laughs> the oven the oven is never the right time <laughs> it's never it's always a few minutes out anyway I so the tell. oven can suck it yeah. okay and i'll go and tell it myself 
Except I'm a little bit scared of it. It'll but. just burn your food. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing. I want good food, so I can't tell the <laughs> oven to suck it, because then it'll just rebel against me as its as its boss. Boss. Yes. Which brings us nicely oh. into. Do you see what I did there? It's called nope. a segue. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the oven's boss. The boss is, is the oven of you. That was a seamless transition. Okay, <laughs> no. seamless transition. Couldn't seem less like a transition if I tried. <laughs> We are talking about 1999's office space. Now, this is considered by many, many people to be a classic comedy of the late 90s. This kind of captured a lot of the feeling of people's working lives on a day-to-day basis back in that, and I, I still think that to an extent it does carry on to today. Yeah, nothing's changed. Well, here's the thing: I think people work in cubicles a lot less. Not in now. America. Maybe not in America. No, I, I feel, mm, I don't know. I feel like a lot of workplaces in the <laughs> early 2010s adopted this like new wave of office layouts that were basically like all open plan kind to of. make it feel more personable and they brought in a lot of you know greenery and it was when feng shuiing everything was really popular yeah. do you remember that but then there's like a lot of 2010s films that still have people working in cubicles so no i do think that to an extent that does carry on to today. I, I kind of felt like a lot of places adopted a, a whole new way of working. I have no idea. Long... I've literally never been to an office block in America in my life, so I cannot even have an opinion on this. No, I mean, and this is the thing as well. This encapsulates literally everything that I am terrified about with working an office job. I love it. And this is the kind of thing that would literally put me <laughs> off of working office jobs. I love it. Do you? Yeah. Really? Yep. That's That surprises me. <laughs> I want to stand around and eat cake with loads of people singing happy birthday to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we can do that every year on your birthday if you want. That's fine. Not like that. That's in like a big office and everyone gathers around and they're like, oh. What, singing I, really I, miserably? I really want to be an inconvenience to people where they're like, oh, we have to get the cake because it's her birthday. <laughs> and then I'll be standing there and I'll be just be waiting for them to sing. And, and everyone always says, all, all British people always say, oh, I don't like it when people sing to me. I, feel it, I find it really embarrassing. Oh, no, don't sing. Yeah. Oh, no, it's so embarrassing. Nope, I love it. You love it. Yep, I love it. <laughs> so basically, you kind of want to work in an office cubicle space like that. Yes. Purely for the basis of being a massive inconvenience to other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just that. I also love the idea of turning up and having like the guys that are really annoyed and miserable and like giving out banner and it's like wait 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 and then there's like the woman who's like hold please hold please hold please like all the time I want to do it oh no see that I like it no that is <laughs> literally my idea of a of a hell on earth to me because I think I I really resonated with the guy at the start when 
everything was just repetitive and monotonous and like he couldn't fall asleep without hearing that happen <laughs> in the background you're so moany get over yourself go and get a new job then Stop <laughs> just go and get a new job then that's it go and get a new job yeah case closed done <laughs> so i do feel like this was really you know captured captured a feeling of the late 90s especially since he was talking about the relevance of his job at the time for the coding for data and on banks and their dating systems mm. and i thought oh that's actually clever that they've worked that in so that it is actually of the time because without that it would not necessarily be hard to place what era it's in it would make it a lot less era specific but I actually liked in this instance that it gave relevance to his job. It gave relevance to why he's yeah. so bored at it. Yeah. Because this is the thing, something that secretly really annoys me about films is when they deliberately date the film for like when it's coming out you know so it's of its time mm. obviously if it's something like you're watching like indiana jones that's that's different you know but it's when someone is in a film that has just come out and they say the year or the date the yeah you know and, oh, yeah, and you're watching yeah. it like 10 years later and it's like oh yeah that did yeah, that did come out in 1995 because she's just said it. it's 1995 <laughs> now. You know, and it's like, I don't know if it annoys me, but it's just sort of like, does it have to be done? I don't know. <laughs> no, probably not. No, and I kind of like having that sometimes, like being able to go, oh, this is just sort of a generic kind of, you know, yeah. rather than having it like hard dated. Yeah. But, Office Space, yeah. I've heard a lot of people talk about this film. I've heard, I've seen memes <laughs> made from Office Space. It's actually, I didn't realise how memeable Office Space what memes was. What have you seen? It's mostly his boss leaning on that thing. Oh, going, oh right, yeah, yeah, if you could do such and such and such and such, that would be great. Yeah. You know, that whole thing that he does is memed or was memed quite a lot because <laughs> they would put something, you know, topical or relevant in what he says. Right. You know, like, if you could vote Donald Trump out of office, that would be great. Uh, you know, okay. things like that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. I did like the whole, you know, oh, it looks like someone's got a case of the Mondays. Yeah, I've seen that a lot. I've seen that a lot as well, but I didn't really... I got the relevance and I obviously put no, together what film... I didn't, I thought it was film. Garfield. Oh, really? <laughs> no, oh. I don't know. I don't think about it. I don't think... <laughs> I mean, Garfield does have a case of the Mondays. I know, he doesn't like Mondays. Yeah, I know. No, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. As I a... just thought that whatever I saw it on was the thing yeah. that brought it up in the first place. I don't know. As a short sidebar, because I don't want to get detract too much from talking about this film, but as a short sidebar, that was one of my favourite jokes from Bojack Horseman when they're getting Andrew Garfield to come in to play a part because they want Andrew Garfield to audition for it but they say that he can't do auditions on Mondays because he really hates Mondays 
Oh, and they got uh, it wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. Because oh. they're making out. Because someone's putting in the background, putting it all together. Like, are you guys not seeing the joke oh, here? Oh, okay. Like Andrew Garfield. He hates Mondays. His favorite food is lasagna. Like, what are you not putting <laughs> together? That was that was my favorite joke from BoJack Horseman. <laughs> Loved that joke. <laughs> I know it was such a stupid joke, but I really, really liked it. So. Office Space, neither of us have seen it. No. No. So as we do every episode, we do get the person that hasn't seen the film to write down or suggest what they thought the film was going to be about yep. before having seen it, but we both haven't seen it. So do you want to go first? Or shall I go first? Do you want to go first? Shall I go first? Shall I go first? You go you first. Want. I always go Okay, first. I'll go first. So here's the thing. I thought right from the off, that I was going to enjoy this film purely on the basis that it had what looked to me like serious clerks vibes to it. Oh, okay, yeah. So I thought it was going to be a kind of day in the life of this guy or these three guys or whatever working in this office block. And it was going to start in the morning and everything. And it was it was going to go throughout the progress of the day. And everything was going to kind of get more... The comedy of it was going to come from the monotonous repetitiveness okay. of his day. Yeah. And how he has to put up with this every single day. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the day, he's so fed up with it he's so done with it he's so you know that they had to go and like vent their anger in the evening and (laughs) you know they go out and they bitch about their jobs and blah 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 blah. and then the next morning he wakes up at the same time and goes and does it all exactly the same again (laughs) you know i thought that was going to be like the big joke of it okay so i kind of thought it was going to have very clerks vibes to it day in the life of yeah I'm actually kind of pleased that it was a little bit more than yeah, that. There that was more going on. <laughs> I think I think it would have. I think if you had the right kind of humour about it, you could kind of do it in that way. But for the sake of this film and the vibe that it had, I think it actually nailed it really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be three guys who hated their job, like you said. Um, Not exactly a day in their life like you thought, but I thought they were going to be doing little things to try and get themselves through it as a bit of a joke. Um, So because I'd seen the part where he or they all took the printer outside and gave it a good kick in. Yeah. um, I thought they just did stupid stuff like that. Like, oh, I've stolen all of his pens and throwing them out the window like something like that just to be like jokes yeah but see yeah that was the other way that i thought it might i thought it was it, it gave me kind of clerk's vibes but the other direction i thought it was gonna go was that this was gonna be the inspiration for what the office was yeah with yeah, ricky Chavez. but know? it's not really like that at all it's not it? really like that at all no but i get what you mean kind of uh like going day by day like Monday yeah, like, is obviously this obviously there's Tuesday other stuff that happens like oh maybe he would split up with his girlfriend or somebody would get a new girlfriend like that classic like guys 
life film type thing. Yeah. Um, but the main thing would be that they'd be going into the office and trying to kind of make themselves feel better but in stupid stuff. Right, right. That's what I thought it was going to be like. Right. Like how some officers have these nerf wars and stuff. Do they? Uh, I, I don't know. I like to assume that <laughs> these things happen I don't think in they offices. Do. You don't think? Oh, okay. That was one thing I was kind of thinking might make an office job more interesting. No, that doesn't happen. But okay, yeah, no, I can, I can, I could have seen that happening with this. I think that there is a lot out of this film. The well, one big bit, obviously, in particular, that gets referenced a lot or parodied a lot mm. is the smashing up of the printer, yeah. which. I found it hilarious, and I actually found more hilarious now that I know where that gets referenced and have seen it than I think I would have before. I, I think yeah. before I would have thought, oh yeah, that's quite funny because they're taking the printer out and they're smashing it and everything. But now that I've seen what it is, other things reference it and now I've seen it I'm like oh actually yeah that yeah. is that is really good actually, that's <laughs> really really funny that's what Family Guys just basically ripped off the whole film for all of their episodes do you think so? <laughs> I just felt there's so much stuff that takes it's like comedy from there and obviously they have watched it and it was an influence on them because that part's in it anyway yeah it's just I think they've inspiration, I'll say. Yeah, and I think that this guy that wrote and directed this film, again, it, this is another reason why it gave me Clerks vibes. Because this whole film was written and directed by the one guy, Mike Judge. Right. Who had done these series of little comic books. Oh, yeah. Called Mil- that's what it said at the start. At the start yeah. yeah, these series of little comics. So what is it like that? Milton. It's kind of like that other guy. What do they call him? Dilbert. Yes, and I reckon it is very similar. And part So it's me... about the guy that set the place on fire at the end. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I think it is that character. Yeah. I felt really sorry for him. I felt I sorry like for that. him. That made me feel bad. I know. Because they kept moving him around. I would have given him some of my cake. Well, would you like, and I know this is probably the earliest into an episode we've done. No, I think we've done it earlier than this only one other time. But would you like to answer the, the immortal question, is the trivia worth the time? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Already? No? Yeah? Yeah, go on then, yeah. All right. There's no point in you asking me, because if I say no, you'll go, oh. oh and do it anyway. <laughs> I get really disappointed. <laughs> you'll just do it anyway. Because I get really psyched up about it. I know, it. because you'll do it anyway. So all don't right, okay, ask. okay. Well, here is some trivia that might be worth the time. Okay. okay. I'll be the judge of that. Well, since you don't want to do the jingle anymore, I've got to like really build it up. You know? <laughs> yeah. I've got to really like amp it up. Is this trivia worth the time? So Milton was actually based on a former co-worker that Mike Judge had worked with during his days as an engineer. One day, Judge went to the co-worker and asked him how he was doing. The co-worker began talking about how he was going to quit his job because he had been forced to move his desk around 
too many times. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I feel like the whole film was just something that this guy had thought up in his job. So he would sit at his job and he'd go, oh, I hate this, this is so boring, yeah. this is so annoying, this is ridiculous, I hate my boss, I hate my co-workers, apart from these two or whatever. Yeah. And then she thinks, oh, I wonder if I could do this and we could like get some money out of them and we fleece them and it'll be our little mm. joke. And then he just made a film out of it instead. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing. Everyone has those two co-workers or the three co-workers that you work with and you're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be good because we're on shift now together. And, like, that's going to get me through the shift, you know? <laughs> like, you've got you got those friends that you work yeah. with and, you know, you sit and you talk and you don't get any work done, you know, because you're there talking about you know books or films <laughs> oh, or oh you work in a library you're talking about books <laughs> well i'm assuming so you're surrounded by them mm. you know you talk about what books you're reading at the moment no i've worked in a bookshop before <laughs> that's all they want to talk about <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> if anything they didn't actually want to talk they just wanted to be left alone to read yeah yeah well that's just me though not everyone's like that <laughs> yeah no that's true that's true so I can kind of understand that. And again, this is the another thing that gave me a sense that it might be kind of clerks-like is because Mike Judge wrote and directed this film based on his life having previously worked as an engineer in an office yeah. like that. The whole concept for clerks came from Kevin Smith working in a convenience store yeah. and fil- shot and filmed that film in the convenience store that he used to work in or mm. was working in at the time. I think he actually still was working there. That's why most of it got filmed at night. So that's why it's all in black and white because they needed different lighting if it was going to be in colour. Yeah. When actually they could have just filmed it in black and white, saved themselves lighting and used the actual lighting of the convenience store mm. delight it all so it kind of stands to reason that these two 90s era filmmakers are kind of making these films that resonate with people based on their own personal experiences of being one of these people that these films resonate with yeah. you know it's like it's like just like this cycle yeah. of things because then someone because I guarantee you Mike Judge probably watched Clerks at some point and when, when was that out? Clerks came out 1994 1995 oh, okay. so and this is 1999 yeah. so I guarantee that Mike Judge probably watched Clerks at some point and went do you know if they can make a, a film about working in a convenience store. I can definitely make a, a film about working in an office and what it's like. Yeah, I don't know why office. the 90s brought so many of these films out. I can't kind of think, I can't work out. I don't know. No. I don't know why that would have happened all of a sudden. I think it was just because, to an extent, people were at the point of maybe just getting fed up of the same old and so there was something relatable about seeing these everyday situations 
taken to a comical extent because of how relatable it is. Yeah, you know? I know, but I think that... I mean, in the 70s and the 80s, people worked at their jobs that were monotonous and they didn't like them. But we weren't seeing loads of films about it all of a sudden like we have been recently and in the 90s. I don't know whether it just became easier for small filmmakers to get a film done and then noticed in the 90s than it was before. Uh, I mean, if anything, I think that is probably it because the 90s did have this uprising in indie filmmaking yeah and underground filmmaking where it was actually on the advent of people having video recorders for home yeah. use yeah, yeah yeah you know so i think that whole era spurned creativity of making what you know yeah in a way yeah so if anything i think you're like bang on the money with that this whole uprising in the 90s of what what would be referred to later as auteurism kind of with the uprising of spike lee as well spike lee was another really big one making films about things that he had just lived through and done so yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense actually Hmm. but this poor guy this milton guy that this film was let's just for argument's sake assume this whole film was based on that character that was inspired by this one real life guy (laughs) you know because I like to think of this film as being that. Like, there's this one guy working in an office somewhere that secretly is going, <laughs> I was the inspiration for that whole film. Oh, I hope not. No? No. Why? It wasn't very flattering, was it? If you were that character in real life and then you saw that being portrayed on the screen, I would be really insulted. Well, at the moment, Amber, I'm a little bit insulted because the one character that was in this film that had the same name as me turned out to be an utter douchebag. <laughs> I know, but that wasn't actually <laughs> about you, though, was it? I, they didn't you, base that on you. Do you know, uh, there's only a handful of times that I've seen a character named Drew in a film, <laughs> all right? And... Each time, it's been a very, very unflattering reflection (laughs) that I have seen in this black mirror that I'm staring into, okay? (laughs) Every single time that there's an Amber and they're American, they're either a stripper or, like, a bitchy dunce. Yeah, well... Well, okay, yeah, no, I I, I can see that. I can see... I can understand the plight of the Amber... I can understand that. However, out of the two of our names, I feel like mine is the slightly less common one. And therefore... Really? Yeah, I feel like... I feel that Not way. in this country, though. Well, I don't... Well, hmm, possibly. Might be a, might be a regional thing. I don't know. Uh, they're, like, there's... I think there's quite a lot of ambers in america i yes. always i could never find anything with my name on it when i was here but when i went over there i started to find like more things with my name written on things. them so oh like keychains yeah. and stuff <laughs> what did you think i meant i don't know i i, I don't know what you were looking for <laughs> my son's name is also bort <laughs> <laughs> 
I just mean things with my name, things that you can buy with your name on. Okay, all right. I will give you a crisp £10 note if you can find anything that has Drew written on it. That's what I literally just said. In this country, I couldn't find anything with right. my name written on it. I couldn't find so anything in America with that America, written on it. All right. Oh, oh poor you. Uh, yeah, poor <laughs> I don't me. know what you expect. What do you want? All, do you <laughs> know what I want? such a hard life, haven't you? It's so hard. Do you know what I want, Amber? So I'll tell sorry. you what I want. I'll tell you what I want, Amber. I want a keychain with my name on it. <laughs> there, there would be... How it obviously exists, otherwise there wouldn't be films made with your name as characters, <laughs> would there? Was there an Amber in this film? No. No. There's been Ambers in a lot of films. Well, there's been Drews in a lot of films. Has there? Yeah. Like? Like The Grinch. Yeah, yeah. that was the other one that I <laughs> meant. A very unflattering reflection. Do you know why? Because he had stupid hair and he had jorts that were three-quarter lengths that, yes, I did used to wear. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> so I don't want to be reminded... I don't want to be reminded choice. of how much of a tool bag I used to be. <laughs> there's loads of other ones. I keep thinking of ones because there's... Uh, unfortunately, a lot of them are women. Oh, uh, yeah, no. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, no. I do agree with that. Yeah. that That's a relatively common shortening of a name in America. Shortening? Shortening, yeah. What's the full name? Drusilla. <laughs> and no, that's not allowed to be my new nickname from you. No, it's not. <laughs> that no, isn't, it's isn't not. real. No, it's that not. That isn't real. Yes, it is. What? Yes, it is. What? Yes, it is. What? It absolutely is. There's a character... There is a character in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) (sighs) There's a character in Buffy the Vampire Slayer called Drusilla. (laughs) Admittedly, it is, I think, spelt differently. So it's not spelt how you expect. It's D-R-U-C-I-L-L-A. Yeah, that doesn't doesn't count then. I've mm, still shortened to the same. <laughs> no, there's barely anybody in the whole of the world that's called Drusilla. There's been like one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six people of note that have been called Drusilla in the whole entire universe, and that's starting from year thirty-eight, like year thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> year thirty-eight. Yes. Yeah. The amount of documented people in history called Drusilla. Drusilla of Mauritania, the elder, possibly the granddaughter of Cleopatra. Yeah. 8 BC. Yeah, that's who I'm related to. 8 BC. It's not even the same spelling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, do you know what? Amber, it must be really nice to be popular. So, so well done. You, you, you're popular. No, I was saying the opposite. I don't know what you're, I don't know what you're getting at. (laughs) Okay, the Romans. It's the feminine form of a Roman surname, Drusus. <laughs> Drusus? That's your name now, Drusus. Drusus. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with that. I can live with that. Drusus. <laughs> it's a little bit like Jesus, but not quite. <laughs> what? Is it me, Drusus? <laughs> Drusus. So, office <laughs> I'm space. looking at Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, no. Drusilla. 
Like, it can't be right because... Well, I'm not saying it's not right, obviously. I've got it right in front of me. But what I mean is, like, it, why would you spell it D-R-E-W if it was short for D-I-U-Silla? I have no idea. So, like, because Drew I'm... Barrymore's name isn't Drew Silla, is it? I don't... It's not Drew Silla Barrymore. I'm not sure. No. I don't think so. No. But otherwise, if you spe- <laughs> if you shortened it to D-R-U, it would be Drew. <laughs> no, it'd still be Drew. Yeah, I Like guess. Druid. Like Grew. Little girls. <laughs> yeah, Grew. <laughs> yeah, like Grew. We interrupt this show to bring you a brief word from our sponsors. Amber, I would like to tell you about Greenbird gift baskets. Cool. Cool, you're interested? Interested. Excellent, I'm glad you said that, because Greenbird Gift Baskets is a small local business based in Southampton offering gourmet gift baskets beautifully hand-wrapped in biodegradable cellophane. They use products from small local businesses wherever they can and are perfect gifts for weddings, birthdays, baby showers, or simply as a thank you. We are passionate about supporting small local businesses who offer delicious products and share our values on sustainability. There is a selection of baskets available online, Greenbird gift baskets at square.site, and all baskets are totally customisable for dietary needs and tastes. Greenbird gift baskets offer sweet, savoury and mixed baskets as well as picnic boxes, and prices start from just £25 for a gift basket. Amber... They can even add wine or fizz for an extra special touch. Collection is available from Southampton or they can deliver to surrounding areas. So visit Greenbird Gift Baskets at square.site and check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Greenbird Gift Baskets. Oh, and make sure to tell them that Back to the Review just sent you, yeah? And now we return to your regularly scheduled programming. So, Office Space, what did you think of the film overall? Um, I mean, as a whole, was it your kind of film? Was it your kind of comedy? I thought it was kind of funny. It was easy. It was kind of easy to watch. It wasn't very taxing or no. very difficult. I, I didn't really laugh that much, though. I know you laughed a lot. I laughed a lot <laughs> because this is... I think this, for me, was exactly my kind of wheelhouse of humour. Like, there was just enough absurdity in it to make it almost out of reach of realistic yeah but the rest of it was a little bit like i'm so certain that these situations happen and these kinds of people exist yeah no it definitely does and you know there was just yeah everything from his next door neighbor played by Diedrich Bader oh, yeah. who I do have to say is brilliant anytime Diedrich Bader turns up in something you recognize his voice and he is a very very funny guy that I don't think gets enough recognition oh, I don't know if I've ever seen him before he crops up in some small parts every so often but his delivery of some lines every so often just kills me in the things that he has turned up in but for people that might not recognize him you will know his voice because he voiced batman in batman the brave and the bold the animated series i've never seen that no (laughs) he he did he was doing the very sort of over the top slightly campy kind of batman 
where it was almost if they had animated the 1966 Adam oh, okay, West yeah. Batman. Hmm. You, know, you Finnish foe, I will definitely stop you. That kind of thing. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> so Nicholas Cage is Big Daddy. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> So everything from his next door neighbor being able to hear literally the entire and that conversation. That was so annoying as well because like he goes to work and he's in a cubicle where everyone can hear him and he doesn't get any peace, and then he goes home where his next door neighbor can hear him like he's in a cubicle and doesn't get any peace. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's nonstop. It's nonstop. There is no peace that he gets at all, and I found <laughs> that quite funny. But everything, I just loved that there was absolutely no resolution to the fact that he went to this hypnotherapist and then the hypnotherapist died yeah, so is he, he was just now in a Dr. Sp- he was called Dr. Swanson yeah Joe Swanson Joe Swanson <laughs> <laughs> why does Family Guy want to rip itself so much <laughs> I, I know right Air Family Guy seriously get some more material right honestly Geez, Family Guy, do something original <laughs> once in a while. Can you just stop referencing pop culture things? <laughs> Honestly, like, we're over it now. I take it back. Pop culture things in Family are probably why I actually watch it, but, you know. But that I so is he just in, like, a permanently altered state of mind Well, now? I got really confused because I actually thought that he said you'll be relaxed and you'll be content with your work. That's what I thought he said, which made me think, why is he now deciding to not do any work? I thought it was going to go the opposite way and his, like, co-workers were going to be like, oh, I thought you hated it here and he would actually be at Mm, peace with it because that's what it made it sound like. He was going to be content with the work that he was doing so he was going to be happy with it and fine and he was going to get on with his life and find other stuff to do. But the job would just be a thing that, you know, a thing that was there that he had to do, but not a point of contention at all. He would right. just carry on with the rest right. of his life. Because that's what I thought he said. Well, he did also openly admit that in an average week, he does about 15 minutes of real work. No, but I mean, So maybe he's I... just really content with those 15 minutes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so I thought it was really confusing when they said, oh, you'll be content at work, and then he decided to stay in bed and not go. And I thought, that's the opposite. It was almost like the guy had said, I'll hypnotise you and you'll like do whatever you want and like you know shove it up at my life yeah (laughs) i don't know well i was waiting for the moment when someone was going to click their fingers in a in describing something or they were just gonna like surreptitiously out of nowhere click their fingers and it was gonna snap him out of it and he was suddenly gonna have that onset of existential dread again and I was just like it was all gonna come rushing back to him I was waiting for that moment but it never really came no and I guess the fact that he stopped being so laid back and content at his job kind of came from the point that his friends were gonna get fired without them knowing yeah, and he knew yeah, about yeah. it. So yeah, I think so that's he was doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. And he was getting promoted, and yeah. then his friends were actually working, and they were going to get fired. Yeah, and I think that's the point where he kind of goes back to that, uh, out of that content mindset, yeah. and goes, "This is an injustice." Now, that's the irritating masculine mindset of like this toxic, <laughs> this like toxic masculine workplace where the bosses go. Oh, this guy's shoving it to the man. Yeah, he must be cool. Yeah, we're gonna give him more. <laughs> we're gonna give him more control because he must be really cool. I found that really ironic as well 
Because it was a little bit like, again, to do the family guy thing when they're doing <laughs> the Shawshank Redemption and he's at the end, he's saying it. And as soon as I get out, I'm going to go and commit crimes again. And I'm going to be really happy about it. They go, all right, you're approved for parole. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you stuck it to the man. Yeah, and that was the test. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, it was that whole kind of thing of, oh, we really like this guy because, you know, he's really sticking it to people. So we're going to promote him. <laughs> He's he a, doesn't care. He's just all cool. Well, that's the tell is like he was a real straight shooter. Straight shooter. <laughs> oh, no. I have never, I've legit never heard anyone be described as a straight shooter in real life before. No. It's such a that is such an office worker term, <laughs> isn't it? It is. I don't even know what it means. Does it mean you just you just like talk? how you think and do what you want is that what it means i don't understand i mean you if go, that's the you case, go after what you want well maybe. i think yeah maybe maybe i mean if it's the case of just saying what you're thinking and having like zero filter that's me all the time <laughs> you're such a straight shooter i know such a straight shooter i just call them as i see them you know <laughs> i call them as i see them no don't say that again no okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add that to the yeah, list of things I can not say again. <laughs> an honest and forthright person. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I did also like the fact that Milton at his desk had a um, a plant in the background that <laughs> just completely died. I don't oh, think I anyone noticed that. that. He just had a plant pot with a twig coming out of oh, it with no. one leaf off of it. <laughs> no. I felt really bad for him. Yeah, I feel sad for this guy. Yeah. But then, you know, he burned the building down like he said he was going to. Yeah, well... Yeah, he threatened I mean, the whole film to burn the building down. I know, but they should have just given him his pay then. He didn't yeah. get paid for weeks. Oh, I know. It was a bit harsh. Do you think, like, at the end, when he got all of that when he was on the on the beach and that on holiday, did he get money from that, from that building burning down? See, that's what it made it seem the like. Thing. Here's the thing, because I know that he went into that guy's office because it turned out that it was just open the whole time. He took the $350,000 and then burnt the place down. I reckon he picked up the envelope. I reckon that's how he did it. Yeah. That's how, and he just walked off with it. And he just took the money. Because all of the evidence of that is up in smoke. Yeah. So no one knows about that. No. They just no, assume but I that can't that understand well. how just because that it went up in flames, it means that like their account in the ether also is null and void now. That doesn't make any sense. Their company's still a thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm assuming that when he took everything out of it, he closed the account down. So that wouldn't have existed closed either. Closed the business account down. Yeah. Oh, how did he do that? Well, it was only a business bank account, so no, he I mean, like, just closed it. The they were missing three hundred thousand dollars. Oh, because I'm assuming happen? all of the records of that went up with the computers as well. Because this is what they were talking about at the end of Fight Club, wasn't it? That they keep all of their data together in servers and stuff. So if that goes up, yeah, all so records have, of it go. They, but they must have a bank account somewhere else that would like their business account that would have had all their money in it and that three hundred thousand dollars is still missing well maybe but then <laughs> maybe the insurance companies pay it all back as part of that yeah that's confusing yeah me. maybe you're not supposed to think that far ahead i don't know but maybe don't, not but i don't maybe understand not. how that works i don't understand how all of a sudden yeah. you can just like burn a building down and then oh that's that mm. <laughs> it can't be and yet 
<laughs> so the whole thing, what I will say is Ron Livingston as the main guy in this, I really dug. I found him quite funny. I, I, I don't know why I haven't seen him in other things. Yeah, I was thinking things. that as well. I was thinking that it was strange that he hadn't been in anything else. Yeah. That was a bit weird. Because I felt like he delivered a lot of the lines in this really well. And I feel like if this got remade today, or not remade, but, you know, if it was... If it hadn't been made in the 90s, but had been made today, yeah, I reckon it would be done by Judd Apatow, and he would have, like, oh. Seth Rogen and oh. Steve Carell and, you know, Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah. And it would be, like, the same cast of 40-Year-Old Virgin yeah. doing what yeah, they did would, in yeah, that film, would. but in Office. And actually, do you know what? I'd probably still watch that. <laughs> well... I would probably still watch that. I got that. a bit fed up watching their films, to be honest, because they're all the same. Really? Yeah. Do you, you reckon Judd Apatow films are all pretty similar? Yeah, they are very similar. Uh, I mean, fed up. I think some a of it's few kind of, of funny, and connect. then in the end, you're like, oh, this yeah. again. Because <laughs> he did a follow-up to Knocked Up. Did he? Called yeah, it was so Paul Rudd's character yeah. in Knocked Up. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they had a spin-off their, film, um, something Life or something. I can't yeah, remember. this is forty. This I think is 40, it was called. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, life, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, that <laughs> film about life, you know, yeah, 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 that one, yeah. No, so I could see that being done today with that cast, but I kind of like that it was, it wasn't done like that. I kind of like that it was these guys, actually, because it had so much more of a, an indie feel to it, that there were no... Yeah, I don't think they could have got Seth Rogen to do it in 99. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... Well, yeah, obviously. I'm, I'm so glad it was these guys instead. So no, what I meant was it had way it had way more of an indie film vibe to it, other than Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, who was they a might hot have commodity. thought that they were gonna get famous from it or something. Probably, probably. I think she was maybe one of the main pulls of this film, uh, having yeah, a little bit of star power. She was power. like the last person on the credits as well, which is weird. Yeah, very strange, because she was in it for a lot. Yeah. But she had definitely been in Friends for a while at this point. Yeah, I, I didn't realise that. I thought this film was made a lot earlier than it was. Yeah. No, because when did Friends start? Friends started in 95, right? Um, They just had the... What did they just have? They the just 25th. Had the 25th anniversary? Yeah, so 95 then, I guess. Yeah. So that was last year. Yeah, I think so. Was it the thirtieth anniversary that they No, because had? I was thirty like a year or two ago. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I think you're right. I think Oh well right. maybe. No, when was it last year? It was last year. Yeah, no, because if it was thirty, that would have been like ninety one. I think that's quite early. Yeah, that is a little bit early. I'm not sure. I think because I I know that it ended in the early two thousands after ten seasons. Yeah. Yeah, 10. Maybe, they did yeah, 10 maybe seasons. Maybe 20 it. then. Maybe. But either way, she had been in Friends for quite some time at this point. So obviously was, you know, making bank off of it. And then she's in this with a bunch of oh, people. Oh, 94. 94. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, 5 years Friends has been on the air. 
yeah. this point. And then she's in this. And easily one of the most recognisable names in the film. Yeah. Yeah. So what were they celebrating then? <laughs> well, what were they... Ce- what, were they, what thing were they celebrating? With? It wasn't... So it wasn't anything yearly. It was just their reunion. I think it must have just been a reunion, yeah. Because that's not anything... That's like 27 years. That's not anything, is it? Yeah. Well... Speaking of that, would you like another little bit of is the trivia worth the time? No. Talk it. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, um, I'll just carry on then. Oh, I, I, I hear it now. I hear it now. I what hear the disappointment hear? when you say no. I see what you mean. That no, is no, because I say no and you just do it anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> really so it doesn't matter what I say because you're just going to do it anyway. I th- that's not necessarily true. Okay. I don't have to. Oh right. Okay. okay I'll, right. I'll I'll wait then. While, All right. While you tell me. <laughs> no. I'm, no. I might not. I might just leave it. Oh okay. Okay. I know you won't. After poor box office performance, <laughs> the movie gained cult status on video. Mike Judge has said that more people talk to him about this movie than any project he has ever worked on. Judge was offered a chance to make a sequel. Office Space 2 still renting. Judge said that because he had been through enough anguish over the first one, he didn't want to put himself through the experience again. So, yeah. I mean, it it did come across like a film that might not have done well in cinemas, really, at the box office. Maybe they didn't advertise it enough. Well, maybe. But again, you would have thought that at the time... People would be all over. You'll have to pardon the term. People would have been all over Jennifer Aniston as a hot commodity, maybe being a star power name behind it. But I mean, then again, you know. Yeah, but people probably didn't watch Friends because Jennifer Aniston was in it. Yeah, that's fair enough as well. And also, when you think about it logistically, like realistically, are you going to go and see a film purely based on? the name of someone who is in it. I mean, okay, sure, there might be a couple of exceptions. For me, Bruce Campbell. Like, if Bruce Campbell is in a film, I will probably, nine times out of ten, go and see it just to see what it's like and watch him in it. Because I find Bruce Campbell brilliant. Mm -hmm. Right? For you, uh, I mean, off the top of my head, John Travolta, Charlie Sheen, maybe. (laughs) No, because I haven't really... But I don't think I've got any, actually. No. Because I haven't... I've, I don't think I've seen, like, all of one person's films. Right, right. So maybe having someone who is a name in the film's lineup that isn't isn't as big a deal as people make it out to be unless there is an obvious recognition of the part that they're playing. Yeah, and it's not really the type of film that the same audience would go and see. Like, if she yeah. had come out in 99 doing, like, kind of a chick flick or something that was a bit more of a... that type of comedy. Sure. A rom-com type thing. Then maybe that would have pulled more people. But I don't think the type of people that would enjoy this would be the people that would go specifically, oh, Jennifer Aniston is in it, I'll go and watch it. Because yeah. they probably wouldn't have been interested in both friends and office space or that was probably a small number of people that would have been interested in both of those things right 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 because it's and again it goes back to like what are they playing because if you said to me a few years ago do you want to go and see a ben affleck movie i would have been like "Mm, not really but if you said to me do you want to go and see ben affleck 
playing Batman. I'd be like, oh my yeah. god, I've got to see what Ben Affleck is like playing Batman. Yeah, but that's the character. Not the person. Yeah, but that's that's exactly the thing. Yeah. But it is kind of the two, you know, because it's like, do you want to go and see a Batman movie? Yeah, I could go and see a Batman movie. Like, I don't mind. Do you want to see Ben Affleck playing Batman? Yeah, I want to see what that looks like. Yeah. You know? And it looked good. It did, actually. And now we've got Rob Bat Batinbat. <laughs> coming around the corner very very soon mm. we're going to see we're going to see him being another type of bat boy Ugh. after his twilight saga era oh, right. being there's already been enough batmen now yeah no he's going to be bat boy bat lad bat might no that's a different character bat might <laughs> that's a different character altogether <laughs> So maybe, yeah, even though Jennifer Anderson... I mean, she was good in this film. There was nothing wrong with her performance in this film. But I'm just saying maybe after thinking about it, it isn't just enough for her to be in it to make this film a success. But the whole thing, in hindsight, does have cult movie vibes to it, I feel. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether that's just because it's got a nostalgia thing to it because it's older now. A little bit. Not sure. A little bit. I also feel like once it came out on, well, it would have been VHS at the time, but, you know, home video, to be able to watch at home, people took a little bit more of a chance on it and gave it a go and found it relatable. all it takes is, like, one or two people, and then they say, oh, what, you haven't seen this? Oh, so funny. And then that'll be more people and more people and more people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that really kind yeah. of only happens when, yeah, video comes out. Or they go, oh, come round and watch it. That's what happens in the 90s. Yeah. Come round and watch it. It'll be great. And then they watch it and then they tell <laughs> their friends. That'd be friend. great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say it was like, uh, like the it's character? The South Park. Guy. South Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. It totally is. It's that exact thing. Don't do drugs, I'm coming. Don't do bad. <laughs> no, but isn't there one that's like? Isn't there somebody that's like? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, is it that guy? Is I think so. Guy? I think it's. I think you're thinking of the same guy, Mr. Mackey. I think, I think so. You're but I think of the same I guy. feel like there's somebody else who's also very similar. I don't know. Who, oh, who was their teacher that turned into Donald Trump a couple of seasons ago? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Him. Yeah, what? maybe. They had a teacher that became, like, the, throughout the series, is had a transition to being a woman and then back to a man oh, that, that became Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, and no, then, not that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know who you mean. I See, here's the thing. I end up watching Family Guy because it's on. All the time. But yeah. given the choice between Family Guy and South Park, I know exactly which one I would rather watch and which one I probably find funnier. Yeah. And that's South Park. Yeah, what's that on now? Comedy Central? It is. You could leave Comedy Central on, but you have to remember because it's in a different place. Yeah, yeah. And just to think, you know, back in the day, everyone was kind of saying, oh, I don't want to have to pay so much for satellite or cable. I just wish that you could pay for the channels that you yeah. watch. And now, now, years later, we're subscribed to Netflix, we're subscribed yeah. to Disney Plus, we're subscribed to Now TV, we're subscribed to Amazon Prime, and you know, we're paying individually for all of them, but we're paying more yeah, we're than not. what 
Oh, the irony. Oh, <laughs> the irony. So, do you want one last bit of is the trivia worth the time? Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So here's, so here's one I found interesting, which I think is just something that kind of works for the sake of the background, really. And you'll get what I mean by this. But like, it, it's kind of funny when you think about it. So a square peg in a round hole is an idiomatic expression which describes the unusual individualist who cannot fit into a niche in his or her society. At its entrance, the company Initech has a sculpture oh, of a yeah, square peg in a round it. hole. <laughs> like, that's a little bit of attention to detail. Yeah. But, so does that one get the thumbs up or the fart noise? Um. Oh. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said that to you by accident first. So now you've got a message with that one. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you had to send that to me on Facebook Messenger by accident. Ah, there we go. See, I knew you were only joking anyway. It's because the comedy's got to you. You've been bitten by the comedy bug, and now you're all jokes about comedy timing. Hey. <laughs> if I didn't take like half an hour to find the sound in the first place, that would have been funny. Yeah, well, you know, that's all right. It'll be a seamless transition. <laughs> seamless transition into that and it will sound a lot funnier yeah I'm sure couldn't seem less like a transition if we tried so I did that one already though, yes, didn't you I did oh bummer oh, I'm going to do it again in case no one heard it uh, well, I just wanted to do it again in case um, no one had uh, had heard <laughs> oh look I've got a message from you oh wait hang on Oh yeah, it's that one. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, that one. Every time you look at that, you'll remember now. Yeah, oh, that was a really rubbish uh, trivia time that I did. Uh, <laughs> really rubbish, really rubbish. So, what did what did you reckon to the other two though? Thumbs up or fart noises? Um, what was the first one again? Oh, it was about the cartoon. Oh, it was oh, about yeah, so the first one. who. Was yeah, the first one was like, about him being yeah. based on a real person. Hmm. Oh, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> well. Mm. That was, kind of, that was kind of obvious. And then the second one was about the box office and it becoming a cult film. Mm. 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 Can't really, because you can't really <laughs> fault it on it being a cult movie now, can you? No. Cause... But it's just whether whether that was interesting or well, it was that necessary he... to know. Well, it was that he went through so much pain and anguish making uh, this one okay. that he didn't want to make a sequel. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, I like that. That actually sounded like it was in the round then. <laughs> Anyone listening on binaural earphones, you just got a treat then. <laughs> Excellent. Just got a treat. Yeah. So, do you want to give it a rating? Or did you want to come up with the concept for Office Space 2 still renting? No, I don't think that's possible to come up with that. No? Because they, he's got a different job now. Yeah, that's true. And I wasn't quite sure what his job was. Cleaning, really... up, cleaning up the fire mess from his old job. I don't know. <laughs> Irony, a, a bit old cash, a big old cash and hand number from the um, yeah, yeah, little bit, yeah. little bit. So I mean, it proved that the only thing I, don't, I know it doesn't in real life. It's probably not as simple as oh well, you're complaining about your job, just go and get another job. But I mean, in my experience, it has been that simple quite a lot. You're very lucky. Um, so <laughs> you're a very lucky so, person. Either that, or you have applicable skills across a wide variety. <laughs> no, I don't. Of workplaces. I don't have... A, it's not a wide variety of workplaces. It's very similar workplaces, just different. 
I think you have skills that are in high demand. I think that's what no, it is. I think that's why demand. you find it so easy. It's to not get a high job. demand. It's you have experience in customer service. Have this customer service job. That's literally it. I'm like, <laughs> if I tried to get a job as, which uh, is really ironic because you hate customers. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I do though. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, well, I've told of, all of the people at your new okay. job that you do some a podcast. Okay. By the way, <laughs> I, I did. Oh dear. No. <laughs> some of them are right. <laughs> Members of the public. <laughs> well, you don't have to like the customers. No. You don't have to like them. You just have to give them amazing service, which is what you're good at. Yeah. 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 So sometimes it's not as simple as that. I do understand. Yeah. But it's funny that at the end of the film like he got a new job and he was okay yeah yeah exactly could have just done that in the first place yeah it just <laughs> yeah literally I find it so that's the big irony of the film is that he was hating his job the whole time and he was talking to his next door neighbour about how much he hated his job the whole time and his next door neighbour was just like go and get another job he ends up working with his next door yeah, neighbour why didn't he, he give just him said, that opportunity yeah. years ago he could have just said come and work with me instead the whole time. Because he probably would have said, oh, no, I do this for a living. I'm much more high profile than you. I couldn't possibly do your job. That wouldn't make me fulfilled. It's not good yeah. enough for me. Well, you don't know until you try it, I Yeah, suppose. there we go, until you're forced. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's a lesson in there somewhere. I heard, like, you I know... I don't know. I, I'll probably learn it one day. You know when people <laughs> say stuff like, oh, if you do what you love yeah. as your job yeah. you'll never work a day in your life rubbish and somebody it's absolutely and rubbish somebody else said I've seen um, somebody's reply to that saying yeah, yeah that's basically it's the actual it's the opposite it's, it's the complete the opposite, opposite yeah. because then you've turned your passion and hobby into something anxiety inducing yeah. that you have to go yeah. to every day in order to yeah. earn a living and it makes it yeah. 10 times worse and then you and then you no longer have something that is a hobby that you enjoy because you're doing it for work and you feel <laughs> yeah. a pressure to do it yeah oh man <laughs> let's hope we never get paid for doing this podcast then <laughs> Please pay us. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I hate this podcast. Yeah, really. God, like, yeah, obviously, like, so much. Oh, it'd be such a shame if people were to pay us to do this and <laughs> listen in and get ad revenue and like interact with the show. Yeah, that would be really terrible. Definitely, don't do that, guys. <clears throat> so, <laughs> office space. Uh, should we give it a rating? Because we both have to give it a rating now. Yeah, okay. I'll give it... This is quite tough. It I is. say that about every single one of them, but I'm yeah. re it's really hard for me to give ratings to things. Like, when I rate books, I put stuff on... Good. I don't know. Can I say... On you can say goodreads. Goodreads.com? <laughs> yeah. You can say goodreads.com. I mean, we're not sponsored by them or anything. But we're, we're acknowledging that Goodreads exists. I wanted to say when I put rating... I didn't want to just say when I rate books as if, like, I've got my own diary somewhere that I just put little stars under books or something. That sounds ridiculous. So, Except for the fact that you do. No, I no. don't. <laughs> so I put... Um, 
ratings on Goodreads. Sure. And just basically to log what I've read so I can be like, because they give you like your year statistics yeah. and books. Yeah, and yeah, this yeah. is the amount of words you've read and this amount of pages you've read. And it's not words, pages. They have yeah, no way yeah, of knowing yeah. that. But this is the amount of pages that you've read and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And it's quite cool to see that at the end of the year and go, oh, yeah. Like, I they don't do challenge the same thing. myself. No, they do the same thing with letterbox, yeah. though, with films. So, like, I get my many hours statistics. you've read, yeah. uh, that you've watched over the years and yeah. stuff. So, yeah. So, I think that's quite cool to see. As like, I know people people do challenge themselves and they go like, oh, I've only, I only read 40 last year. I'm going to have to read 50 this year, like one a week almost. So when I do it on there, I always just give everything three. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> three oh, stars. Yeah, it was all right, three. Oh, it was all right, three. Oh, that was rubbish, three. <laughs> it's like every time. Oh, man, so I really is... didn't like this. Oh, that was awful. I'll give it a seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's what this podcast has become now. Yeah, just me three stars. Threes. Giving everything threes. Well, all right. So here's the thing. What we do every episode is the person that hasn't seen the film gets to give it a rating, which in this case is both of us. But every episode, what it's rated out of changes. So shall I go first this time? I mean, I went first with what I thought oh, the film was going to no, be. But what if you go first and then you steal the thing that I was going to rate it out of? Oh, okay. Well, no, I would you go hate. First. You go first. I'd hate to do that, but I mine's pretty obvious what it's going to be Mine though. Too. So, should we say... I'll tell you what. Well, here's the thing. When we did Reservoir Dogs, we did it at the same time. So, should we do it at the same time? What did you give that out of? Well, you did ears. Ear, singular. (laughs) Yeah. And I did tips. But to save us stealing one another's... Right, should we we do it at the same time? we'll do it at the same time. All right, you count me in. One, two, three... Printers. Stapler. Oh, <laughs> we were so close. That wasn't close. I thought it was obvious because he kept trying to steal the stapler all the time. Kept and he kept, he kept taking it from him and then he kept taking it back. And then it, and yeah. it was the stapler that was like, oh, I'm going to give this to somebody. I think he'll enjoy having it or something. Yeah. And uh, mm. Mm, I was going to do it out that, of that is really obvious. Yeah. Yeah, mine is really. Mine, <laughs> mine's a little bit more. See, I haven't got my. Um, subtle movie reference game down as much as you do I'm more in your face with my movie <laughs> references so that makes sense though yeah so what do you want to give it then I'm going to give it three. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was great yeah I thought it was really funny I thought it was great yeah I'll give it three no because I think three is quite good for this because it wasn't bad and like unenjoyable hang obviously. on hang on I figured out your game you basically give a three to anything that isn't Karate Kid or Karate Kid related, don't you? Yeah. That's what it is. That's your game. I've figured you Although out. Although this might be Karate Kid related because they did like well, they did like watching Kung Fu films together quite a lot. That's true. So they could have watched Karate Kid. Well, Kung Fu's not karate, but it's you know yeah. the martial arts type. Yeah, film. no. Well, it was the uh, David Carradine series Kung Fu they they were watching. Oh. That was really big in the nineties. Oh. Yeah. When he said, do you want to watch Kung Fu? It, it was the actual series, Kung Fu. So maybe I should give it out of David Carradine. I didn't know I don't that. know. <laughs> you didn't know that? I didn't know that. <gasps> oh, okay. Right. David Carradine, yeah. yeah. Good series. Good series. I prefer his brother, the one that was in Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> ah, yeah, what a great reference there. <laughs> what a great pull. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire for the went, win. Get, David Carradine went into Lizzie McGuire to teach them how to do yep. martial arts. Yeah, he did. Their, like he did. homemade movie. Yeah. <laughs> it all comes back round in the end. Not one, but two watch throughs of entire Lizzie McGuire series during lockdown. 
There's a fact that you listeners didn't no, know I about think us. It, was, it wasn't exactly two. <laughs> I think for me it was like 1.75. Yeah, you kind of got towards <laughs> the last series and, and, you know, kind of gave up a little bit in the last few episodes. Yeah, I just stopped. Yeah. Just, I don't know why, I just stopped. And then something else happened. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a fact you didn't know about us. Two, pretty much two whole watch throughs of I Lizzie McGuire. I could watch it right now. I love yeah. it. I love it so much. <laughs> You literally... I think it's because when it was on Disney, I was way... Well, no, I don't want to say I was way too old. That's a bit yeah. silly. But I was quite old. And, <laughs> and when it was on Disney Channel, it was on really late at night. So it's kind of like a comforting thing because that's what was on yeah. in the background when you're getting all sleepy and cosy and that sort of thing. So that's yeah. why I like watching it because it's like, oh, it makes me all relax. It's, it's your comfort character. Yeah, I think a lot I think a lot of Disney things are for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, like Hannah Montana. You're well. allowed. Yeah, no one's allowed. gonna. No, no I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not trying to defend myself. <laughs> That's fair enough. No, well, I know you're not. It's all right. You don't need to. I know I don't. So if it was a toss-up between Office Space and Lizzie McGuire, <laughs> <laughs> why are you even asking? No, why am I even asking? If it was a toss-up <laughs> between Karate Kid and Lizzie McGuire. Oh. oh, now that's an interesting <laughs> one. That's one that we might have to come back to in a future episode. Yeah, I don't know, because the Karate it. Kid is more expansive. So if you yeah. chose Karate Kid, you could actually watch Karate Kid 1, 2, 3. And Cobra Kai. Four, and then all of the Cobra Kai's. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So Lizzie McGuire is your childhood comfort Lizzie. thing. And then... Lizzie. Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cobra Kai is like your adult comfort series. Yeah. Ah. So I'm going to give Office Space four. <gasps> Maybe I'm tempted to give it four and a half, but I don't, <gasps> but I don't know why I want to give it that extra half. I don't know what it is about it. I don't know what it is in particular ones that makes me want to give it that extra four and a half. I don't know if there's anything in particular. I, don't know, I kept thinking maybe I should give it a four because I felt a bit mm. harsh, but. But I'm definitely going to give it a four. four Maybe I should give it a three and a half. Yeah, okay, three and a half, and then I'm going to give it four printers. Because I actually really, really like this one. Like, it, the, the comedy in this was my exact kind of, like, realism meets absurdist yeah. humour. Yeah, you it's know? just on the outskirts of being realistic. Yeah, and I really, really liked that. And there were so many parts of this that I found just very kind of funny slice of life kind of things yeah I really liked it I really liked it and I'm now quite surprised that I haven't seen it this whole time yeah I don't know yeah I'm confused as well yeah 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 yeah. so there you have it Office Space gets four printers from me and three and a half staplers from Amber do not cross those two together do not put staplers into the printer. Well, it does not what? work out guess well. Guess what? What? We haven't got either. <laughs> <laughs> no, Those are two things that we what? don't own. <laughs> the printer at my work has staples already in it, so you can, <gasps> staple, you can staple the paper together on the printer. Get out. What kind of witchcraft is that? I know. What a genius idea. Are you being sarcastic? No, I'm actually not. <laughs> I wish I was being sarcastic. Yeah, you load it up not. with staples, and then you have your bit of paper that's just been printed, and then you put it under the staple light, and then it goes and does it itself. Is it bad that I actually really want to have a go on that? It's really exciting. Yeah. I really want... <laughs> it's 
really exciting. Yeah, but it is because it's so smooth and it's just like chicken. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh. I love it. I don't it. know how they get there. I've never seen anybody put staples inside it. It's just fed up from the ground into yeah. it. It's, they've got a tunnel going down. It's like into a staple mine. Yeah, I was really, I was really impressed by that. Man, that sounds like a lot of fun. I want to have a go on that. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, for like five minutes and then you're over it, really. So, four and a, four printers and three and a half staplers from me and Amber. But what do you all out there listening think? Do you think the office space is one of these crucial era-defining comedies that everyone kind of needs to see, particularly if you are in that line of work yourself? Is it essential viewing if you work an office job? Or is it one of these films that's kind of slipped by you that you haven't really seen before, that you really don't think is worth it that much? Or have we convinced you to watch it? What other films do you think that we should do in the future? Are there any particular films that you think are classics that we may not have seen? Or is there a classic film that you want us to revisit whether we've seen it or not? One of my friends has suggested that perhaps we should revisit Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So maybe in an (laughs) upcoming episode, we might have to revisit Ferris Bueller. Oh, you should have called it Ferris Bueller's oh, oh. Day On. Because he was so on that day. Because he was so on that day. But all of these can be sent to us through our social medias. I am at Drew Bridger. At Amber Inch. And don't forget to use the hashtag BTTRpod to let us know when we are being talked about on the internet. You can also just send us your opinions of Lizzie McGuire as well. we Happily no, listen. I don't need those. No. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> but if they have enjoyed listening to this episode, Amber, what else should they do? They should like, subscribe, and review on your podcast service and rate five stars. Also follow at BTTR Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, definitely do that because podcasts like this do rely a lot on word of mouth. So if you've got friends or family that are also into films, particularly classic films or cult films or anything like that, and you think they get a kick out of this, then absolutely please recommend that to them. If you've really hated this, then maybe just suggest it to someone that you don't like as a form of torture to them. Either way, uh, it's entirely up to you. But until our next episode, Amber, have you um you seem a little you seem a little down. Have uh have you got a case of the Mondays? No, oh, I've got a case of the Mondays. Oh, so that's all I've got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> you absolutely absolutely agree that that is worth an ass kicking if yeah, anyone that said that to me. <laughs> oh, it looks like someone's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Oh,